Thank you, everybody, for tuning back into Bar Talk, the spirits and beverage podcast at the Relief and Resource Company. I'm your host, John Foley. As always, with me, Courtney Booms. Hello there. Mark Miller, hello, coming hello. To you courtesy of iLogic Media. And today, we're going to tackle one of my very favorite things to talk about, drink, put in cocktails, and generally, if they're, if they're unfamiliar with it, to introduce people to mm-hmm. the mysterious and ancient chartreuse. chartreuse. The only chartreuse. green shot I will take on St. Patrick's Day. The only green shot you'll take on St. Patrick's Day? Mm, yeah. That's fair. I think it's the only yeah. green shot I'll take on St. Patrick's Day. There's not really too. any other green liqueurs that I would want to drink. Genepe isn't that green. It's kind of green. Paler green. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get into yeah. what actually Jenna means. I thought you were really going to get after it. And you're like, Jenna really isn't that green. <laughs> it is too. But you said it wasn't. Well, it's not as green as green chartreuse. Well, that's right. Anyway, yeah, we'll get into that. Jenna is actually a definable term. Yes. Which we can get into uh, in a little bit when Courtney's given us the history of this mm-hmm. this stuff. But I don't, uh, just before you get into the history yeah. of, of all of this, I think that most craft cocktail, cocktail bartenders will say, that chartreuse is one of the liqueurs that has had a profound influence on how they build drinks and how they develop their their taste palette. The the bartender's yeah. handshake, I think, is another. Uh, it's one of many bartender uh, yeah, handshakes, but chartreuse kind of classifies. Gets, yeah, gets referenced that way a ton mm-hmm. too. But yeah, the idea of a bartender's handshake is that you you uh, celebrate the presence of another respected bartender at your bar by just sliding them a shot of something like chartreuse or fernet. Yeah. Um, because these are seen as industry beverages for sure mm-hmm. because yeah. of how often we use them and how often they kind of become uh, currency and how you talk to people about about spirits. Mm-hmm. But all these things are also very, very old and have very traditional uses as well. Mm-hmm. So we want to cover all the bases. Oh, yeah. 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 So like the green and the yellow. Both. Um, so chartreuse itself, the word, has been used uh, a variety of ways throughout time. Um, specifically, uh, it comes from first the region of France. It's an Alpine mountain region in France, uh, France, excuse me. Um, it's the first chain of the Alps in the Southeast bordering Switzerland and Italy. So that region is called Chartreuse. It's also where the, uh, La Grande Chartreuse monastery is, uh, residing and is where Chartreuse is made today. So the spirit, uh, would maybe be then the second term that we use and then the third and final term is the color chartreuse so it's the um mm-hmm. the only color that actually is named from a spirit it's not like the other way around yeah like which came yeah. first the color orange or the the fruit orange we don't know maybe but chartreuse is was first and then the color chartreuse came afterwards which oh, it's kind also of interesting. as a quick aside reading through the script i mm-hmm. very much look forward to you try, attempting pr- to pronounce all these uh <laughs> french oh. terms and words <laughs> i will do my will also best. Try too. before this when we were just kind of vamping we were all just using really atrocious <laughs> french accents and yes. that will be my mindset as yeah. i'm going into it so i um, can't do a french accent that's not a movie character no. like a really crappy movie yeah. or like peppy la pew <laughs> yeah yeah well mine, mine would be more like um uh the guy from the um the pink panther oh uh steve martin's character in pink panther well i was thinking the peter inspector? sellers in the original oh, oh yeah, yeah. Cluzo, right. inspector Cluzo. yeah it's a 90s baby over Cluzo. here yeah, yeah 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 so uh also there's a there's a great reference in the in the quentin tarantino film death proof where he's buying shots of chartreuse for people his character though his cameo character is buying shots of chartreuse for people and uh he mentions the fact that it's the only liquor so good they named the color after it 
Ah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. That's great. Fun fact. Cameron back shots of chartreuse before they go on with their evening, which ends horribly for most people involved in the uh, no in matter, the scene, but not probably because of the show. Yeah, fabulous thing to shoot though at 110 proof on yeah. average. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, um, La Grande Chantreuse, let's talk a little bit about that monastery before we get too far into the, the drinking of it, because we'll definitely get there. Um, so it's probably more accurately described as a hermitage because the monks that choose to live there, they go into the mountains and they kind of really um, hold themselves off. They get in tune with nature. They get in tune with their God and they focus on that and they live very, very um, simplistic or Spartan lives. So the beds themselves are basically, they're raised, elevated so that if, in case of flooding or anything like that, they're up off the ground. But otherwise, it's like just a flat, straight board, and you're sleeping with a pillow and maybe a wool blanket if it's the winter. With enough chartreuse at the end of the night and good fresh air, you're going to wake up. <laughs> you're warm fine. enough, yeah. You're Do you think fine. they sleep with one foot off the bed just in case they feel water? They can be like, oh, oh, time to go. I don't know. I don't know that much about them, I guess. I'm just thinking, I watched a little documentary and they have like these little stoves in there and they just live very simple lives, um, uh, shunning earthly pleasures to say focus on their mis mission excuse me so serving their lord through personal devotion and making incredibly delicious herbal liqueur um the monks of course uh, decided to name their spirit after the region like i already said but um if you go back to the monks uh, origin or origins excuse me i've got trouble i've got trouble speaking today sorry about that so they're Tip founded the tongue the teeth the lips so they were founded by a german priest um saint bruno of cologne uh, who was part of the diocese in Rheims in 1804. He was offered this site um, in the secluded mountains of France by Bishop Hugh of Grenoble. Um, Bruno and seven companions settle there in the Astaire Mountain regions. They build this, um, build this monastery. And they uh, kind of, because of their, their dedication to self-sufficiency, they also learn how to breed livestock animals, farm fish, forage in the surrounding woods, they carpentry, the blacksmithing. Yeah. They really are tried to like kept, keep to themselves. And their motto, the motto of the entire Carthusian orders, so is not just them, but anyone else who's, who uh, declares themselves a Carthusian monk, is stat crux dum volvetur orbis, meaning the cross is steady while the world turns. So harking back to that idea of isolation in their devotion, the world does whatever it wants, and I focus here on God. And they're self-sustaining. They are very yeah, self-sustaining. They, you know, they're, they're working to to sustain the monastery. They're not taking taking money. Right. Yeah. Right. Not well. Not for profit, at least. Not, not for profit. Not for profit. Yeah. yeah. It comes back later. <laughs> you'll you'll find back, out. Yeah. But yeah. But this is speaking, similar to Trappist monks. Yes. Yeah. Or the beer, you know, which we always view just in the through the lens of beer, but Trappist monks also produce a number of different things at Trappist monasteries, not yeah. just beer. But And the monks that we've spoken of before who who develop aquavitae earlier on and that becomes whiskey and stuff like that too. Like one of the reasons why they're doing this is actually because of a health um, incentive, I guess is what you want to say. It's it's they're, they're looking for this elixir of long life. And um, this is well, there's certainly part of the reason where chartreuse comes from. Yeah, that yes. herbal steeped liqueur a la chartreuse. So, so they're trying to cheat God. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so okay, here's what we're going to do is we're going to leave. I don't know if they'll agree with that. We're going to go and make sure that everybody knows we're super hardcore about this. But the whole entire time, we're trying to cheat death. Don't talk about it. <laughs> they take like Praise hours of beating. silence. And it's, it. it's just because they don't want to like give away their secrets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So these monks, they're using botanical uh, herbs and inviting like a medicinal influence. This actually comes uh, from 1257 when the Carthusians find, they actually found another monastery in Valver, uh, which is very near the edge of Paris at the behest of King Louis IX. It's also called Saint Louis. Um, he's just a very religious uh, king. 
they began to foster the interest of pharmacopoeia, or the use of plants from gardens and nurseries to aid the sick or ailing. Eventually, they come across a theologian and, and doctor. This, this plays into alcohol consumption like forevermore. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. still in a massive way. Like so many of the things, especially in the craft cocktail world, so many of the things we pull all the time to use. Hot toddy. Yeah, well, or like even, little things even like just that, botanically yeah. driven things. It yeah. is, extends as far as vermouth and strega and a, a million other things. I had the whole Medicinal. entire world of Amaro. Yeah. And I know we referenced this book before, but if you if you don't have a copy of The Drunken Botanist, uh, and the author's name escapes me right now, I, I knew I was going to reference this book, is and I didn't. Someone Stuart Kelly? I forget her first name, but mm. she's fantastic, and the whole entire book is written about the things we drink, but through the lens of, of, of a botanist's perspective, which is awesome. Yeah, so pharmacopoeia, perhaps. Correct, kind of yeah, that, exactly. Kind of that yeah. direct yeah. association. So, pharmacopoeia. Um, yeah, the monks in <laughs> Bavare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with an Italian accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah something. Yeah, something. Um, Swarthy. <laughs> <laughs> so they come across this doctor and theologian, uh, Arnaud de Vienvue. Vienvue, I think. Uh, pronunciation again. So sorry, everybody. And his apprentice, uh, Raymond Louis, who is famous for presenting the use of medicinal plants steeped in fresh brandy. So basically brandy that was made immediately post-wine distillation. And they call these essences eau de vie, um, which is a term that we know of for um, a lot of perfumes mainly. Eau de vie, yeah. Eau de vie. Yeah, yeah. and there's... there's um, there's eau de vie in the spirits world too. And typically you can run into them uh, in reference to a fruit, like you can take a pear eau de vie. Is, yeah. is fairly yeah. popular. And people come to them and think, oh, cute, it's pear. And then you drink it. You're yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's really, it's hot. really, really yeah. hot. And it's really <laughs> aggressive. So eau de vie, though, it's, it's a brandy. It's distilled brandy that's then, like, infused afterwards? Or, or is there, like, fruit used in the distillation? Well, there would be fruit. So a, a pear eau de vie. Would be made with distilled with pears. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Could be. Nice. Yeah. So, um, as the work of the monks at at Vauvert become known across the country and beyond, others would soon come to rely on the Carthusians for botanical remedies and healing. In uh, 1605, Francois Annabelle de Estres, a French marshal, gave the Carthusian order a document of mysterious origins, Ooh. claiming that it was the elixir for long life, so the recipe for the elixir of long life. It contained a list of 130 herbs, which they do use today in uh, all their variations of chartreuse, mm -hmm. um, but it did not give specific proportions. So this is something that they start to work on kind of scientifically. Um, and they figure out the perfect proportions almost 130 years later, or from, um, it takes them from 1614 when an apothecary is built onto the side of Auvergne until about 1755, the document itself, the original 1605 document makes its way back to, um, Le Grand Chartres in the mountains and brother Jerome Maubeck uh, is the one who's credited for discovering the, the pro proper proportions. Say that five times fast. Do you think <laughs> that, that uh, Lizzo's one song, Jerome, is about Brother Jerome? No. Jerome. How does she spell it? I think J E R O M E. Probably is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Lizzo know. loves chartreuse. This we know for sure. I think so. Lizzo would look, totally I, love chartreuse. I, absolutely. Yeah. Lizzo, if you're ever in Fenton and you want to come nail some <laughs> oh, shots please. of chartreuse, just come by. We got just you covered. That. Yeah. Yeah. So the 1605 is what's on the bottle. Is that the establishment of the monastery in present location? Because 1614 is when. We're referencing like the, the the work beginning to mm. try to find the the original elixir recipe. So, so sixteen oh five is what's on the front of the bottle. Is the year of the 
the document, the original document when they were given uh, it yeah, um, okay. and when it was written. The monastery itself was founded in 1084. And then, yeah, 1614 is when they're uh, when they started the, the apothecary. The apothecary. They, okay. So when they started work on it, work in earnest. Yes, on, the, on, on finding out how to make this stuff. Right. Someone probably found recipe. it in the annals of their library and was just like, "This is freaking dope, y'all! It's the elixir of eternal. It's what we've been working on." Aren't yeah. And then, well, then they lose it. They and then, lose it. yeah, yeah, they do almost lose it because yeah. they have to peace out and they yeah. have to take it with them. Um. So I will just say briefly, yeah, because that's the next part of this. I'll say briefly that um. When Jerome Malbec dies, brother Anthony Dupree, uh, he works on this again. And so it it's the same proportions, but he uses more like chlor, um, chlorophyll and stuff like that. So that it is both, quote, a little greenish and, quote, pungent and active in taste. And mm. so it's 1764 that the special proportions are settled on and a new manuscript is written seven pages long called The Composition of the Elixir Chartreuse. I'm, so it's I'm, the full I'm proud document of, them for of how it's made. It only to seven pages. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am mad at that myself. I'm sad that I don't have a scroll with it on there. Yes. And I would say that Chartreuse is still very active yeah. in taste. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a Absolutely, great word. Yeah. That's, I read that very when, uh, after I got the, the show notes and I was like, wow, that's a great word for what Chartreuse <laughs> tastes like. It is extremely active. Yeah. And the yellow a little less so but like i think that what's important to remember as we go along and we're doing this is that most of what we're saying right now pretty much all of what we're saying right now is initially in reference to the green chartreuse yeah because the yellow comes later later on yeah so um so you had mentioned to nearly lost right so there's a lot of trials and tribulations honestly if you're an ancient liqueur and your recipe wasn't nearly lost and you don't have some hardcore origin story where only six dudes do it and somebody had to smuggle it underneath your ropes (laughs) i don't give a shit what you taste like and i'm i'm barely even considering you yeah, so if this couldn't be made into a Dan Brown like film. Or like with Tom Hanks. Trust- yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. I cannot no. I cannot no, say no, no, for no. sure that this there is, are... this has got Russell Crowe written all over it. But oh, anyway. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. yeah. That there are He's like monkish sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Monks are gonna like hit you with a cat of nine tails on the back. That'd be interesting. All right. Oh, during I love that. It's during 1793 <laughs> that the first <laughs> <laughs> it's during 1793 that the first smuggling occurs, right? So Carthusians are expelled from France during the French Revolution with other religious orders. Um and production of chartreuse out, comes to a halt. Out. Yep. Go home. A copy <laughs> a copy of the original manuscript actually stays at the monastery with one of the monks that stays behind for like the upkeep of the building, basically. And just a um, single guy, yeah. Just one old dude, one guy. And uh the original document goes with one of the expelled monks. He <laughs> is uh, no no no, you must not go. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Watch, no, 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 no. You will uh, you watch the papers. Here's two baguettes and a lot of chartreuse. Stay behind. Pan yeah. chocolate. Oh, it had to be chartreuse that was already made clot. because this really was shut down at that point. Oh, but the ratty old chartreuse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd still drink it. Probably better than screwball. So the yeah, original, oh, absolutely, yeah, definitely better than screwball. <laughs> the original document goes with one of these uh, expelled monks. He actually gets arrested. Uh, before he got arrested, though, he was able to basically like pass it off to another guy, one of their friends, and um, and it gets sold off because that gentleman who had had gotten the pass off play, if you will. He thought they were going to be left in Spain, which is where they had hold themselves It's important to remember up. that monk magic is pretty much ninja magic. Ninja so, magic? Yeah, so you can pass off a small piece of paper really quickly with nobody noticing. You're very sly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the almsgiving it's for you. an interesting way to yeah. take that. I, I, feel like, I feel like they're connected. I feel like the study, I feel like this, the line of study is similar. To be a ninja and to be a monk. Could be true. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I think well, the level and, of commitment's there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, as you know, in Final Fantasy, monks are very good in hand-to-hand combat. So that's right. what I'm saying. That's a, yeah, I didn't that's think awesome. that was a leap at all. I nope. definitely right. knew that. <laughs> all right, so the monks, uh, 
they lose it. They lose the document to a friend. The friend sells it off to a pharmacist in Grenoble. And um, in 1810, Napoleon actually orders all secret recipes uh, to be sent to like the ministry so that they can, so it can be like public knowledge. You and... trying to find something specific or just thought it would be really cool to have them all. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but my guess is that he was looking for something yeah, specific. Yeah, I'm going to find something. Or cool. it's like that semi-socialist view that everyone should have access to everything. I don't maybe, really know for sure. Was maybe Napoleon a, a socialist? Maybe there's well, a secret a to eternal life, or maybe there's just a good recipe for brandy cherries. Either way. <laughs> um, but Josephine and I will find it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, during this time, it's at the ministry, and the ministry actually sends it back because they argue it's not actually a secret recipe because the monks know it. Oh. The monks that are expelled from France, but, you know, I don't know exactly what happened there, but they say that it it, it gets sent back to the pharmacist. When the pharmacist dies, his heirs give it back to the monastery because apparently at the first place they were not super happy that he had it hmm. or sold it, whichever one. Yeah. Awesome. And so, uh, again, they have... So this is the first trial, if you will, of the Carthusian monks in their attempt to create chartreuse for the masses. The second trial is in 1903. The French government nationalizes, uh, nationalized, excuse me, the chartreuse distillery, and the monks were expelled from their home again. They again. resettle in the Carthusian monastery in uh, Taronga, Spain, and build a new distillery there and start producing liquor again. There's um, super vintage bottles. If any are available left, they are highly sought after. Chartreuse. Yeah, yeah, Spanish chartreuse. Yeah. Um, for about eight years, they they also had an, a second distillery in France, in Marseille. Um, this is when tarragon becomes an additional modifier for the drinking styles of the liqueur, and it's noted on the bottles that are, are produced there. So um, at the time that it was nationalized, there's a small group of distillers who work with the French government and try to start making the spirit in the original location while the monks were out, but they become bankrupt by 1929. It's too hard. It's much too hard, <laughs> and they don't have the recipe. The secret is still with the monks. They're right. just trying have to recreate a good it. Accountant, right? No. Is the problem. <laughs> shares, true, and so shares of the bankrupt company are bought out by friends of the monks, not the ones who are going to sell the recipe to pharmacists, I suppose. And uh, it gets it gets returned to them, allowing them to produce chartreuse uh, again. And yeah, and the liquor making is has gone back to the original classic fashion, if you will. And has remained so since. Has remained so since, except for 1935, when a landslide does crush the original distillery, and uh, it is moved to Voiron, France. Voiron, France. I thought about I thought about making a spoken word Stevie Nicks reference and decided against it. You know, I was like, no, that'd, that'd be dumb. Right on cue. If it's dumb, I'll do it. So, uh, <laughs> so Voiron is actually where Chartreuse is still made today. So now this is the kind of final resting spot for chartreuse um 87 years 87 years yep just to the west outside of the original site and um i've got the and you can the go there EP bottle and it still actually labels uh, list excuse me for on is the location there and you can yeah, go there you can go there the only spot uh on la grande chartreuse that you can go to is the old outhouse which has turned into a museum it's a museum <laughs> now <laughs> it is not a shitter anymore <laughs> but you can't actually enter the monastery unless you're a monk yeah so the museum is a uh, second best. <laughs> Take a selfie outside the walls, get a bathroom break, and then please move on. <laughs> All in the same place. All in the same place, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So that's the, the majority of the history of the Carthusian mm -hmm. order and how they developed chartreuse. So I guess back to the, the liqueur itself and its use. Uh, when we did the show on Wondrich mm -hmm. a couple episodes ago, you know, we all referenced him as somebody who was really instrumental in in shaping 
the the creative minds of the bartenders who's who read his books mm-hmm. and Dale DeGroff is one of those people. And Aubrey Sanders is one of those people. And, you know, depending on who you found it, when like Gaz Regan's one of those people, Simon yeah. is one of those people and the bar staff of all these famous bars, all these books that people read, you know, people who are older and have been in the industry for a while, or the people who are just getting into it. Now there's about 20, 25 books. Everybody's going to say, Oh, you have to read. Them. And chartreuse quickly becomes one of the five or six, canonical liqueurs that you have to have along with your base spirits to make most of these drinks that you initially want to make. That's a great word to use, canonical. Yeah, well, yeah. it's part of the, so yeah. the bartender spirits canon, right? If like, you can only have 20 bottles on your back bar, right. chartreuse or is definitely one of them. Or even be charitable yeah. because you're going to run out of shit really quick. Say you can have 40. True. Chartreuse is, and both of them, yellow and green, are quickly going to become bottles you have to have outside of your base spirits. Otherwise, you just can't make any of this shit, right? right so you're yeah. going to have to go get vermouth. You're going to have to get chartreuse, maraschino liqueur. Yeah, some and those ones are immediate. Mm-hmm. Immediate. And then you can start debating amongst some fruit liqueurs and some other things. You probably have to have absinthe if you want to accomplish, you know, a Sazerac and a Corpse Survivor. But really, really quickly, you realize how necessary this, uh, this stuff is. So I mm-hmm. remember when I was yeah. first starting to dick around with recipes at home, I had to spend the money to go get it because nobody else had it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, too, with chartreuse, I feel like with bars, you really see – you don't see one without the other, green without no. yellow, or vice versa, you know? because Nobody carries just one. You no, have to, yeah. You yeah. have to yeah. carry both. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're very interestingly complex for having the exact same base, right? So it's those yeah. 130 herbs, um, herbs, spices, botanicals, whatever it ends up being, but it's those in different proportions. And then they have the VEP, the, the extra age. Different proportions, versions, different proof. The same, yeah. yeah, starts, if you will. Because for both of them, the residual sugar is super high. Yes. Like yes. you drink chartreuse and it's very, very sugary. Yeah. What you don't taste the first time you drink green chartreuse is, as much as yellow is the sugar because you have this – and the portions of the botanicals in green chartreuse are so aggressively big on your palate the yeah. first time. It literally tastes green. Like when people yeah. ask me who have never tasted it before, like what does it taste like? I'm like, I, I it tastes green, and I'm not being a dick. I this <laughs> no, is like really it tastes what it like, like. It the tastes color like green. <laughs> all of the green stuff that you could possibly eat is it, is in there. Yeah, if you yeah. remember your third grade class play where you described like the yeah we did the, Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. I, a lot what? of people thought it was really inappropriate, but I mean I did the um, the Ed Harris. No, and like it was, the, it was really well, good. maybe if the the, the, the composition it, of a cell or something like that, where you talk about like a, a plant cell having like a ton of chlorophyll in it, like I don't know why I think chlorophyll tastes like, but I always pictured probably green chartreuse. <laughs> Have you ever had chlorophyll water? No, do, does that exist? It's a thing. All it's, right, it was at my gym one time, and I tried it out. I was like, oh, you can probably buy a liter yeah. of it on the fucking Goop website from Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow for nine hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> But it'll come with an $82 white t-shirt for free. I will also pick up on the note that you said about sugar. So the, you don't know the recipe because, again, it's super secret. Um, it is known that a neutral base for the spirit comes from beets, so probably sugar beets, considering mm-hmm. how sweet it is. And it's also in a region of northern France where a ton of uh, sugar beets is produced, so I have to assume that. And then yellow chartreuse is noted to use honey as a sweetener. That yeah, is known. There's, there's, there's an obvious honey presence to, yeah. to yellow. yellow yeah. And yellow shows off flowers a lot more than than green floral and like a ton of pepper spice that's Mm -hmm. what i get out of that one too which i always like because it's like really sweet on the front end of it a nice medium palette and then hot pepper so i read somebody's little breakdown of chartreuse online i was reading through like blogs and just people who had who had found themselves passionate enough to write about chartreuse and and put something out into the world about it and once one of these uh these sites i think it was like 
two cooks or something, two good cooks or something like that's a husband and wife team. And they, um, they started with how, you know, how do you drink chartreuse? And their answer was literally however you want. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It goes in as you might whiskey. Yeah. The applications for it are massive in terms of Mm -hmm. cocktails, but it's very, very palatable on its own. Yeah. And there's like, there's the different variations. So we have only a few available to us in the U S it's green chartreuse, yellow chartreuse, and the aged versions of each. But then there's a third version uh, called Elixir Vegetal de la Grande Chartreuse. It's like that original, the oldest You're recipe from yeah. 1735. Really She's the yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining myself as a French character in a movie. Um, and, and so that, whoops, whoops. <laughs> whoops, Daisy. No, it's good. So, so the, the, we're little bottles. Yeah, they're little bottles. They're superiorly intense. They're littler than if for anyone watching this. Watching or watching this tiny San Pellegrino bottle. <laughs> I like these so, little San Pell bottles because I feel like a giant when I'm drinking them. It's like drinking a little King's Lager. <laughs> They're like nine ounces. So you can just yeah. like hold them in your mitts. But like those um those bottles of you had in the show notes. Underberg. Underberg, Underberg is the other. So there's yeah. small bottles. You treat them probably more like cocktail bitters. Um, it's a German Amaro bitter. Right. Yeah, bitter. And it's uh wholly medicinal in the sense that like if you have an upset stomach the way that an italian might drink fernet you would put some of these cocktail bitters on a sugar cube and then dissolve that in hot water or maybe just drink it like a little nip of it straight and that's supposed to kind of revitalize you uh, so to speak if you can put it in a cocktail it's probably used like bitters in that sense or you'd have to get really really creative because it's superiorly intense yeah, and probably it's very probably the best expensive way to say that for your cocktail. Yeah. 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 Do y'all know why we can't get that here? We can get the other four, but we can't get the the super special intense version. I do know why, actually, because and you can see if I'm wrong. I think it's because the original recipe of Chartreuse's production was grandfathered in before uh, ingredient oversight. Yeah, the TTB or the yeah. Alcohol and Tobacco Trade Bureau. They started intense regulations, and because the monks would not give over the recipe, they're like, "Fine, f you." You can keep these ones because they're already here, and we know nobody's right. died of them as far as they could tell. Right. But as far as we can tell, as far as we can tell, it could be psychedelic. This is school. You no idea. I have to find out. I always found that to be an interesting fact about Chartreuse. I know we need we need a friend who's traveling to Europe to buy some for us. Whoops. We need friends. Right <laughs> <laughs> Your sister was just over there. Yeah, my yeah. sister was just in France. I should have asked her then. But uh, and most of their illegal, most of their so. pictures looked like hills and then fish yeah. and chips. Yes, because they went, to yes. Scotland. they went to Scotland first. Yeah, a lot of hills yeah, and fish and chips. Yeah, lots yeah. of hills and fish and chips. Yeah. And haggis. And haggis, yeah. Oh, yes. yes. All right, so um, is there anything, I mean, is there anything personal that you guys want to say about chartreuse? I mean, for me, it's been one of those things that I've, I've looked to and leaned on for cocktails since I started getting serious about making cocktails because I found the flavor so pleasing that I always wanted to go back to to see how I could have it inform yeah. on other flavors. I mean, I feel like it should be noted that, you know, anytime we're making a new bar menu here at the R&R, we oh, kind of have one. to like all yeah. three force ourselves to find something other than chartreuse to <laughs> yeah. use because we all want to use it. Yeah, there was that one menu like, who had like six different cocktails with chartreuse in it. Yeah. Is that the one I first got hired in on, I think? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. That was the one I mean, it's you good, were, but it's You a were lot. first working on it, but like Mark, Carl, and I were working on it too. And Carl, when Carl was here, he put a lot of chartreuse in his cocktails yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll always try to slip chartreuse into anything I can because I think it's great. But there are other things you can use too, like, you know, Strega, like you said, is another really good right. one. Right. Yeah, chartreuse forward. is so like yeah, Dolan, singular. Dolan right? Genepe, which is a, a product from Dolan, the, the vermouth producer. Yeah. And um, apparently, Genepe just means a liqueur made from the, the, the natural flora. Like oh, Al- Alpine, Alpine flora, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is so, Genepe is 
isn't that one specifically like gentian based or something like that? Or yeah, it... but I taste gentian in, in regular chartreuse that's too. True. Yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> um, Bonal is gentian based. Maybe that's what I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of a liqueur being like kind of classified as using the natural flora and fauna around it, yeah. maybe fauna, maybe not fauna. That'd be interesting though. If they did. <laughs> um, um, natural in flora <laughs> and botanica. <laughs> this one comes with deer brains. <laughs> Since the recipe was given to the monks in 1605, and we know that only about, uh, we know, I researched it, and about 30% of those herbs are actually native to the Alpine region of France. Uh, it's it's presumed that one the world spice trade was very open and wide at that time so it could, yeah. you, they could be getting spices from india from china anywhere. anywhere in europe europe was open and the americas had also been found at that point and uh colonized and so some of those um items from even Amer some of our our natural yeah. flora not made a nation quite yet but it was colonized right yeah, and there's there people hanging out uh, resources were accessible to France, yeah. basically, is the right. point there. So I always find that to be incredibly interesting as far as chartreuse Why are we concerned. picking so much of this? I don't know. Some French guy wants it, but he's giving us money. <laughs> the other thing is uh, the Alpine region of France, where La Grande Chartreuse is, they have a, a huge amount of Alpine honeysuckle. And I think perhaps that's part of the reason why it's so sweet and floral and maybe in the yellow chartreuse specifically, but mm. in both chartreuses, alongside sugar beets. Yes. This is a theory because, this is, again, this is a good it's a secret theory. recipe. Only three monks are allowed to know like what the recipe is theory. at any given time. They are sworn to silence and secrecy. They probably and don't talk much anyway. When no, they, because yeah. they hand, uh, hand diverse the uh, botanicals, herbs, and spices, they separate them by hand is the better way to say that. And they put them in numbered bags, secret numbered bags. So, like, Every, every time it gets sent back out to, say, a distillery or a, a, a production facility so that the other monks can finish cooking it, if you will. Yes. They don't even know what's in there either. They just So the guys in. distilling it don't even know what is in those bags. Nope. No, the only thing, too, is... Well, I like Gus Fring's meth operation in Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's like true. Only two guys know that's the recipe, pull. but everything okay. else is completely diversified. Yeah. Do you think that's where the storyline and the script for Breaking Bad comes yeah. from? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Chartreuse. Vince yeah. Gilligan, we know what you're up to. <laughs> you're not going to get that past this guy. <laughs> Figured it out. I just I'm going to celebrate that right now. Gilligan and his oh, it's time to drink. Thank producing meth now. It's fantastic. All right, let's try this out. So green, uh, well, yellow first. So yellow comes later. The recipe for yellow chartreuse comes later. Yes. Yeah. It's sweetened, even more drinkable, and incredibly floral. 80 proof. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the monks at, um, at the monastery will mix them together. Oh, this is news to me. Really? Yeah, the 50-50. Yeah, the monks will drink them together. Like a 50-50 martini, but with straight chartreuse. Yeah, green and yellow mixed together. Yeah, so um, I'm going to sip this, and then I'm going to add a little bit of green to it because I, I, I don't remember to do that as often as I'd like, but every time I have, I really like green and yellow uh, mixed together. The yellow color of this is so insanely bright. It's like um, maybe steeping lemon peels in hot yeah, water so maybe would produce I've this heard color. them described just... as, um, the green chartreuse has been described as the, the literal color in between green and yellow, or rather a bright forest green with a little bit of yellow in it. And the yellow is the exact opposite. It's it's vibrant yellow <laughs> with a little bit of green in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So looking over my notes, the uh, I would say the yellow chartreuse was redeveloped into a drinking liqueur in 1764. I mean, previously it was a bath bomb. A bath bomb. <laughs> a bath bomb. 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 Yes. Or was it just a lotion? Well, I was thinking bath bomb, like the that's what the I was products that, that yeah, you yeah. just add it to your like your what a pouch would sell for twenty dollars. <laughs> I actually want to add herbal to liqueur to my or whatever the my fuck bath. it's called. I would add chartreuse. I would bathe in chartreuse. Yeah. 
wouldn't at all. Would I get drunk off of it? Possibly. Mm. Probably. Maybe not. Yes. That honey sweetness just yeah. coats your tongue. It's and it's important to remember. I mean, this viscosity is nothing to, to joke about. It's very heavy. Yes. It's extremely nectar-like when you first take a sip of it. Mm, yeah. It's very coating, but the finish has nothing harsh or sharp about it whatsoever. No. It's extremely round. It's extremely welcoming, and will add um, both flavor and kind of fat and viscosity to a yeah. cocktail. Because yeah. the weight of it, once you're done sipping, it kind of like hangs yeah. out in the back palate and then just kind of like smooths everything out. Oh, I call those my sweet pockets. Oh, sweet pockets. Sweet pockets. So like the I part that's that right, that's uh, so good. right behind your molars, I guess it would be like on the sides of your tongue. That may be the most adorable thing you've ever said in this, uh, in this podcast. <laughs> in I'm Halloween so happy. Halls. About You're that. I'm never gonna not think of them that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, You're like, you're next it's like a little flavor sweet hug. Pockets doing oh, this week. Yeah. <laughs> right after eating cake. Oh, oh, sweet oh, pockets great. are so full. <laughs> after that spicy shrimp, your sweet pockets will be scorched. <laughs> you know what? I'm fully recovered from the spicy shrimp and I'm okay now. Yeah. Yeah, you're uh, you're poor diabolique. All right, Foley. Turn me on, dead man. So yeah, 50-50. I'm gonna try to just eyeball this. Yeah. Boy. Beautiful. Yeah. I'll do it too. I don't want to be left out. FOMO. Because oh, we're the three food. best friends that anyone could have. Aww. Drinking shy too salty. Yeah. <laughs> this is our <Sorry>. syrupy <laughs> version of our podcast. So 110 proof on the green. Uh, we've mixed it 50-50 with uh, yeah. yellow. Yeah. And now, the color. The difference between 80 and 110. I mean, we're sure we're going to talk about green a little bit more in a second. But when, when you get to the green, there's a... a it was described as active to me. That's an, that's almost an edginess where it keeps mm -hmm. kind of racing along the side of my palate. The... And uh, yeah, you can't really. Oh, that works too. <laughs> also gets fairly intense on traditional traditional green herbs. I mean, the ones you think about when you cook: basil, rosemary, thyme, tarragon, sage, but citrus. And I've heard a number of people pull apple out of it too. And I don't oh. think that's I don't think that's Ooh. out of the realm of possibility because wonder, green chartreuse will mix with apple things like cider or yeah. fresh pressed juice. I wonder if it's like a the sugar beets thing because I always found um sugar beets to taste very apple-y. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Interesting. You like that, don't you? Ooh. I do like the combo because you get more of that like herbaceous activity like yeah. you were talking about. But, but the, the yellow sweetness, sweetness yellow makes it, it a little more palatable. Yeah. Yeah. Have I ever never I've never in five years suggested that we do this? I mean, we had it as a shot one time on I've a menu, but I've, I've just never I've never done a drank. shot of this before with you. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Mm -hmm. Y'all want to find a, or excuse me, you want to hear a fun fact about green chartreuse yes. and yellow chartreuse. It's both uh, both versions um, that are their like kind of baseline versions. So there is a lot number on every bottle cap. It's, oh, yeah, uh, you made me do this. Earlier. It's listed right underneath like where the name kind of like in the mid spot of the name in the gold part of the cap underneath the twist. I will assess this. Uh, so I if you add the first uh, three numbers in the lot number Nine, to three, the seven. year the Carthusian, Carthusian order was founded, 1084, you'll get the year of production. So 1084 both of these plus bottles, 937. Yep. Both these bottles start 937. So they were made in the year 2021. They're very new, very fresh. We <laughs> get them delivered on probably almost every week. No, sure. You made me do the day. Oh. Right. So the that's, the, that's the oh, second yeah, you part. Do that weird, that weird talent. Yeah. John's a savant for days yes. of the year. It's weird. You can be like, what is the 165th day of the year? And he'll be like, that's uh Sunday. It's in I'm June, July. Off by a day. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. It's like early. It's June. pretty impressive still though. Anyway, I'll give it. I'll give you that. So the last three numbers of that lot number. So the first three give you the year. The last three give you the day of the year. So it's the like XXX number of the 365 day year for that production year. So we did this one earlier. Uh, green chartreuse. The last three numbers is 105. That's April 15th. And the yellow chartreuse, the last numbers are 188, and that is July 7th. Wow. Please find that fun. Quick and easy math. Yeah. That you is know? cool. You can figure out mm -hmm. when the major bottle of chartreuse. I was mentally just doing the math to make sure I was right. There <laughs> I are, think I was right on both of them. You were right yeah. on both of them, yeah. There okay. are uh, vintage bottles. You can probably find an old, dusty like liquor store somewhere, yeah. and they would be upwards That's of a couple hundred them. dollars yeah. like these bottles normally are around what 60 65 yeah well in Michigan? yeah now it's probably about 60 bucks 70 bucks for state minimum which i mean nobody's gonna overcharge for this it's gonna be state minimum when you when Typically, you find it yeah remember that chartreuse in in cocktail use unless you're just jamming last words a ton of them which Most is what the time, i do every single sunday yeah you can get away with uh a half to three quarters of an ounce to accomplish whatever recipe you're going to make. So yeah, it's going to take a chunk of change to get some home. Um, you can make it last. Yeah. However, chartreuse, I believe for a lot of people is the type of thing you drink when you're out because the bars yeah. have it. You don't have to spend a bunch on the bottle. You have a couple last words, you have a couple cocktails while you're out and then you kind of fix your chartreuse Jones. And you know, obviously Chartreuse the last Jones, word which is, a is, is should be a band. Oh, oh, I was gonna yeah. say it's my stage name. Huh? <laughs> Chartreuse Jones. Chartreuse Jones. <laughs> obviously, the last word is one of the ones everyone knows about. But if you're not familiar with the Chartreuse Swizzle in oh, the summertime, schlapp. you need to be because yeah. that drink, or a Bijou in the wintertime, or a Bijou in the oh, wintertime, yeah, or a Tipperary yeah. in March. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of of of, of variations on cocktails. You can French uh, Shoud. Do you know French Shoud? No. S uh, French and then C H A U D I believe is the name for it and this is what they drink uh, in like the ski lodges. Oh yeah, in the Alpine area. It's literally just green chartreuse and hot chocolate. Oh, oh shit! Yes, <laughs> which I'm sad to say I've never done, Ooh, but I man. really want to like some good like bitter hot chocolate. Yeah, you would need like dark. We should chocolate. sell that in the some in the winter time. Just just although wow, you know six like ounce sweeter, bottles of chartreuse yeah. basically, so you can a share sweeter it with hot chocolate might work too. Like how the 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 sweetness. Of so the it is candy. now. It's now March. We have till October in Michigan to get this done. For, for like Game our, on. our winter menu. <laughs> oh, okay. Like yeah, we, yeah, have, yeah. we have we can figure this out by then. Yeah. We need to figure out how to well, what make kind hot of hot cocoa. chocolate we want to put in there. I thought yeah. you were trying to say October is when winter ends in Michigan. I was like, well, you're not, not. entirely wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. For next winter, this is what we have to do. The yeah. people deserve French shout in Fenton. So uh y'all know the process for making green chartreuse takes about two months to complete per batch. Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised whatsoever. It includes blending and aging. Heavy maceration. Mm -hmm. yeah. Each batch is about 42,000 liters of product over that period. It's about 1.5 tons of herbs and or spices to make such batch. They use copper pot stills in the traditional style. Uh, they have used column stills in the past, and there's like a year range that if you find that bottle again, it's like super Worth money. vintage. Uh, and then green and yellow are both aged for a minimum of three years in oak vats that contain a maximum of... 50,000 liters and then steeped down into 12,000 liter vats versus the VEP is aged anywhere between uh, eight to 15 ish years whenever the monks deem that appropriate. Easily over a hundred dollars a bottle. Yep. And then they are um, aged in 30,000. No, excuse me. We're at 43. We're all right. Yeah, 30,000 okay, liter That's vats. Well, I was going to say, production. I was checking, sorry, I was checking time with Mark. No, you're good because the, we have a little story if we can. 
the cool part about um, if you if you're one of our Michigan people, I would just assume that uh, everybody who listens to us is somebody we know, but maybe not. Maybe not now. Hopefully not. Tell your friends. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. <laughs> tell your cousins. If from you Nebraska. have. Um, if you're not that far from Detroit, I mean, luckily, one of the best places around the Midwest to drink chartreuse is the restaurant and bar chartreuse in, yeah. in Detroit. Um, Sandy uh, Levine, who owns it, is an exceptionally nice person and I would say pretty heavily obsessed with chartreuse and has a great collection of vintage bottles of chartreuse. They use chartreuse and recipes, and it's an amazing place that celebrates the product but also is a, an amazing restaurant and bar even all on its own without the chartreuse connection but it's a cool yeah. a cool space to celebrate that that spirit crafty creative very wonderful dishes that they put forth all their staff are insanely nice and they've got like the 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 steps of service down to a t i heard that they don't have any uh type of refrigeration they get their products sent to them every single day like so if you, you get do that. new meat new yeah. chicken yeah. etc it's there that day you know what I'm thinking about? Only because I haven't eaten today. Imagine just like green chartreuse with like some herbed lamb. Like yeah. Pan-seared. So you're wait a second. You have any of the day in your raw dog and chartreuse for the podcast? <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> Good for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> I told you I was running behind this morning. So yeah, I just assumed it was I haven't because even you had coffee. Swallow at the gym or something. No, 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 no. no. Some my, reps. my phone died, and I didn't have my alarm. So. Uh, oh no. Yes. I woke up and I was like, ah. Oh, good for you. You made it though. <laughs> made it. There you are. So now, as you can see, we just, uh, for those who can actually see, this is just the green in the glass. So it's not, it's not insanely. Yeah. Like, I mean, we have a light on it right now. That sounded so good in the headphones. You're like, it's not insanely. And Boone's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not super green. So, well, I was about to say too, it's no like darker. I guess it is. It doesn't seem that much darker than the yellow chartreuse. It just seems a hue greener. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. In the glass. Yeah. yeah in yeah. the glass. Yeah, and that proof jumpage was very obvious once Ooh, you yeah. yes, go from just yellow to so much more on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah. Super yeah. menthlated. Yeah. And, and and just more assertive and I think more yeah. linear in the way it attacks your your, your yes. palate goes straight back, kind of the way the, the yellow one spreads out yeah. and kind of uh fills your palate. It's but, like a rocket straight to the dome. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. my sweet pockets are not really active. They're not as engaged, are they? Not as engaged, yeah. no. Oh wow. Well. It's more the back of the teeth. <laughs> Absolutely. Sweet pockets. The sweet pockets, yeah. <laughs> You'll never forget it. The uh, the Chartreuse uh, restaurant and bar is amazing. We also have, uh, closer to us in Ann Arbor, the Last Word Bar. The Last Word. Which, yeah. which is named after the cocktail, yeah. Yep. Named after the cocktail, the Last Word. Yep. Detroit's original cocktail. Yes. By Frank Fogarty of the Detroit Athletic Association. thirteen Club. Yes, All right. and it kind of it gets published in a book in 1950, specifically Ted Saucier's Bottoms Up, a 1950s cocktail book. It gets lost to the annals of time until it reaches Murray Stevenson of the Seattle Zigzag Club, yep. where it's kind mm -hmm. of revived. Yeah, I thought that should be fun. Uh, Chartreuse could get its own podcast, in my opinion. Or uh, excuse me, last word. This is the Chartreuse. <laughs> I thought we were doing that right now. The last word, <laughs> the last word, and other wow. portion cocktails. What have we been doing for the last? I have too much <laughs> coffee and Chartreuse. <laughs> it's a great combination. Yeah, oh, you're saying do like do a, yeah. do a a cocktail podcast, podcast specifically an equal about parts cocktail podcast. Oh, in particular. could do. Mm -hmm. Plenty of options. Yep. Yeah. Well, at least podcast. for, for, for be fun. 
I mean, I don't know if our specs necessarily are all the time classic specs because I know you have kind of tinkered around with some proportions. House styles. Yeah. 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 Some some cocktails more than others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like the uh, the Tipperary, I feel like is pretty classic build. Mm -hmm. I, last time I looked. Yeah. Which also another great. Yeah. Chartreuse drink. Yeah, yes, an Irish an Irish uh, Manhattan with with green chartreuse along with vermouth. Yeah. And I like orange bitters instead of uh, aromatic. That it's one. pretty rowdy. Yeah, it is. I like that drink a lot. So if uh, hopefully that if you already know chartreuse, uh, this was educational. If you're already familiar with how it tastes, if you don't know it and you haven't been um, drinking it, you really should. It's should it's wonderful. It's one of the most specific and engaging things that you can possibly drink in the world of distilled spirits. Yes. I would give a lot away before I gave chartreuse away in terms of what I would drink like forever. And you could strip yes. a lot of things away before I would let that one go. Yep. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, if you had to drink, if you could only drink chartreuse or scotch for okay. the rest of your life. Well, I mean, it's going to be scotch. It's not but fair. Be, yeah, because really scotch has more variations. It. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's that's a rough one. If I could only drink like chartreuse or Braulio, like a like pick a random amaro, I might choose chartreuse. That'd be I would, better. I would definitely choose chartreuse in that instance. Right. Yeah. I mean, I do sure. like Braulio. Chartreuse or Fernet. Ugh. You know what? I love Fernet so much, but I might choose chartreuse. Dude, I definitely I would. I, I definitely also love would. Fernet, but like I find I, I can choose. use chartreuse in more applications. Right. Yes, so if I was not sure, even yeah. allowed to drink chartreuse. Like if it was only neat, maybe my answer would be Fernet. But because it's more wide open than that, I would say Chartreuse. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, then any anytime all you guys want to do like a shot of Fernet, I just have to be the gorilla in the room that did a shot of green Chartreuse. It's so hardcore. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's all <laughs> I can do. Oh, Fernet, that's cute. Check this out. So all right, yeah, well, we did I'm going to end with a small pour of the VEP. V oh, my God. And uh, thank you, Courtney, for all the fantastic research. I, I try my best on. Chartreuse, one of the most legendary and important liqueurs in yes. the world. Totally good. Thank and you. I think our final uh, send off, it should be you trying to pronounce the V E P in full, which is written I on the back of that bottle. That, yeah. Yeah. Before also, we do that, real quick, oh. be sure to check us out on all of our social media uh, Facebook, you, Relief and Resource Company, Instagram, media, Relief and Resource, Twitter is Relief. And join resource. us for our next episode, which we will hash out. White wines appropriate for the spring and summer, aromatic Ooh, yeah. and dry and crisp white wines, perfect for your season with, with our, our guest. Special guest. Yes. Samalye yes. Hassan Rutherford. Yeah. Who will join us and we're gonna get real wine nerdy. That's gonna be a fun. Uh, one. let's see. Just this just this part wine right here is nerdy. what you want me to pronounce. Yeah. Get after it. On the back. That one. Oh. Um, into the microphone. <laughs> Ville Simon. Uh, exceptionnellement, exceptionnellement, <laughs> I think you definitely got that last one right. That was great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's the cure fabrique par la pere chartreuse. I don't know. Muy bueno. That was hot. <laughs> yeah, well, if it was a wine bottle, I get it right. All right, cheers. Cheers, cheers guys. Thank you so much. Yachara. To everybody. See you in the next. See you next one. Now, let me tell you something, dear listeners. <laughs> I had hot, hot salsa shrimp for lunch yesterday, and I've been in major discomfort for the last 18 <laughs> hours. <laughs>